Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mark Cologne Wrestling Podcast. Yes, that is right, ladies and gentlemen. It is your boy, the Mark Cologne. I am here to talk about all things pro wrestling. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy. I'm here. Um... An exciting, exciting show I have for you guys today. Uh, a lot of things to talk about. We got to talk about AEW um, All Out, and we have to, you know, all the all the shows from Raw to uh, AEW Rampage. We'll be talking about. Um, man, uh, what what a fucking week of pro wrestling we had. I mean, like you think, like you're like, all right, last week, you know. You got AEW all out to to end to end um the uh how did how the, how the fuck do I say this um to end uh end the week and you're like all right you know it'll be a me- mediocre mediocre um week of pro wrestling you know WWE is not trying to counter back but I, I'm not gonna lie WWE did a very good week uh very good uh. Had very good shows this week, excuse me. Um, so uh, they were able to, do, you know, do certain. They were able to do good things in the week of pro wrestling. Believe it or not, um, you know, and it was it was good. It was good. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Um, I enjoyed almost every show. I know, you know, obviously Raw had some good stuff. They had some bad stuff. Um, but that uh, Raw that. That's gonna happen when it went with with Monday Night Raw. It's always going to be something with um uh, with this brand, um, you know. So um, this is this is um, what I what I'm dealing with right now, and, and you know in the. In the week of pro wrestling, I'm like, all right, it's not, you know, not going to be too wild. And, you know, I, uh, I fooled myself thinking that actually that it was going to be just a normal week of pro wrestling. Like, really, like, for me to actually think it was going to be a, a normal week of pro wrestling is like, I bet you, you guys are like, yeah, that was on you. That one's on you, bud. You know, um, and uh, yeah. I just um, I I gotta deal with it. <laughs> I gotta deal with it. You know, <clears throat> but um, yeah. Like I said, um, it was it was just great. You know, a, you know AEW the all out. It broke a uh, company's pay per view buy record. Um, you know, so many, so many things, and so many things happen, and for AEW to be the number one wrestling show this week was another, another big thing, it was another big thing, you know, um, so yeah, yeah, um, I'm trying to find, uh, okay, um, but yeah, um <clears throat> overall though, every everything was 
was very, very good. Um, you know, like I said, a, I mean, we had AEW All Out Sunday night, and it was a phenomenal pay-per-view. It was a phenomenal pay-per-view. Phenomenal, like it was, it was, it was amazing. It was, <clears throat> it was great, you know, um, from start to finish, especially to finish. It was just like, oh my god, this is really happening, you know. And um, I don't have no more details. I know I've seen, you know, so whatever people post about Bray Wyatt or whatever going to AEW. Okay, I get it, but I'm gonna give my own insight in it. I haven't heard anything. But I'm going to give you guys what I think could possibly be happening right here. Um, you know, I know people suggested, no, he's 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 going to return to WWE. We've heard that so many times. I remember the first time WWE started releasing big stars like these guys, like Bray, like the Bray Wyatt's, the um, Aleister Blacks and all them. <clears throat> it was uh, Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose was the first one, people. <clears throat> he was the first one, and I was just like, um, like it, it really, it really was in awe, right? And um, and I, I had came on, I had came on the podcast all confident, and I was like, look, people, WWE, you know, Dean Ambrose and WWE, they're gonna continue to work together. He's not going anywhere. The next thing you know. He shows up at AE, AEW Double or nothing. And this is like, this This was the beginning of it. And you thought WWE would have learned from the first time. But no, they just they just continued to release their guys. Release guys. And then when you, or, you know, they're not able to reach reach a, uh, um, <clears throat> a contract extension like, a, like the, the Daniel Bryans and people like that. And then, um, you know, it just, it just doesn't it doesn't work out. Doesn't work out for WWE. They usually go to AEW. Obviously, AEW is the hot thing right now. Um, and that's why we're gonna get into Bray Wyatt. <clears throat> I haven't seen nothing of Braun Strowman. I know he he was doing something with EC3 the other day, or they're going to do something something like that. And um, but I really I haven't. Um, I haven't seen like anything that's like, all right, yeah, he's going, you know, he's going to AEW, he's going to Impact. I've heard rumors of him going to Impact. It just, it has not happened. So I, you know, I just, I'm like, okay, uh, what are we doing here? You know, um, so yeah, yeah, uh. I I really don't know. I don't know. Um <clears throat> a lot of college football on tonight today. Shit, there's college football, there's the NFL's next week of well not that next week, uh tomorrow. So uh there you go, a little plug in for all my all my college football and NFL fans. Um no there's no pay per view this weekend. At least from WWE or AEW. Um, so, yeah. Alright. Um, I'm going to give my thoughts on AEW All Out, people. Let's do it. Let's, let's give our thoughts on it. 
so we had the buy-in, right? Um, uh, we've seen um, the Hardy family office, Angelico, Jack Evans, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn, and big money Matt Hardy versus best friends Chuck Taylor, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy, and Wheeler Yuta, and Jungle Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus with Marco Stunt. Um, obviously, uh, the, excuse me, obviously the team of, uh, Ernest Cassidy and them and, and Jurassic Express, they picked up the victory. Um, then we had, um, <laughs> America, America's, uh, top team, Dan L Lambert was in the sky box. You know, you've seen uh, UFC fighters there with the men of the year, Scorpio Sky, and all ego, Ethan Page. Then uh, Jim Ross joined the commentary team for AEW All Out. And then um, AEW All Out, they opened the show with um, Miro defending the TNT Championship against uh, Eddie Kingston. Very, very, very good match. Um, Miro retained the championship obviously, um, and you know how Eddie Kingston on Friday had said, redeem these nuts, well, um, Miro paid him back for it, Miro paid him back for it, people, you know, um, as, uh, he, uh, we, we, we seen, we seen what happened, I, I mean, I would, I would hope we see what happened. You know, um, Kingston had pulled off the turnbuckle pad, um, and then you know, I if I can recall, I believe the referee was fixing the um, the the turnbuckle pad, and um, <clears throat> and Miro just uh, low blowed Eddie Kingston. And then a kick to the face. And that was it. That was all she wrote. And then we had John Moxley versus NJPW's Satoshi Kojima. Um, Moxley won. Moxley won this match. A very good match. Very good match. All these matches were very good, people. Like, there was no match that was like, bleh. No. All very good, all very good. Um, but then after the match, Minori Suzuki's music began to play. And then uh, Suzuki and uh, Moxley got into a stare down. They laughed, and then they traded blows before Suzuki uh, put Moxley to sleep. <clears throat> then the AEW Women's World title match. Yeah, the AEW Women's World Champion, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, with Rebel and Jamie Hayter versus the Galaxy's Greatest Alien, Chris Statlander with Orange Cassidy. Like I said, another very good match. Um, you know, um, Jesus, Britt Baker, Britt Baker's a million bucks. You know, um... You talk about somebody that's been putting in the work, that's been, you know, 
um, each, you know, each and every week, just trying to get better and doing what she needs to do to be better. And, and you've seen it, you've seen it, it truly, truly amazing. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, um, then uh, Alex Marvez was backstage with Andrade El Idolo. Um, and, you know, he said, you know, he said he had nothing to do with the, the flights and that he, he'll be on Rampage's Friday to be taking on Pac. And then, um, the, the best match of the night, AEW. AEW World Tag Team titles on the line in a steel cage match. The AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks, defended it against the Lucha Bros. Penta, Esero Miedo, and Ray Phoenix with Alex Abrahantes. And uh, the, the, the Lucha Bros, they won. They won, they, they, they won the, uh, the AEW World Tag Team Championships in a phenomenal match. I mean, from... from from fighting on top of the cage, the steel cage to uh, uh, the, the, the 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 young bucks taking out a freaking shoe that had thumbtacks on the bottom of it and super kicking the Lucha Bros all over with with those shoes. It was truly phenomenal. It was great. It was it was great. And you know the the voice of Don Callis on the commentary team for this match was another great thing, and it was just. An awesome match, probably one of the best I've seen in recent years, and um, it definitely uh, it changed the en energy level for the fans after this match. That's for sure. Um, and then we had the women's casino battle royale. Um, the winner would earn a future women's world title match, where we seen um, Ruby, Ruby uh. Soho, I'm still trying to, you know, get get used to it, used to that name. She um she was revealed as the Joker and she won the Casino Battle Royale and she'll be challenging Dr. Britt Baker for that uh AEW Women's Championship. Um but yeah, uh Ruby Soho, she's uh she's definitely definitely great. She she definitely it's it's about damn time she she made her her debut on um on on AEW um in in AEW you know um and th I think this was the perfect spot I mean usually when they have the Joker it's definitely uh somebody you're not expecting right so uh it'll be uh interesting to see it'll be interesting to see what happens you know with her when she when she um. When she has to, uh, you know, challenge Britt Baker, and we'll see. We'll see how that match goes. We'll definitely see how that match goes. And then the Pinnacles, MJF versus uh, Demo God, Chris Jericho, and the final fight. If Chris Jericho were to lose, he would have to retire. Or I think it was not stepping AW ring ever again as a competitor. Um, 
All right, so we had that, people. Um, great match. Jericho did not lose. Um, at first, he did. Believe it or not, at first, he did. But the referee did not see that Jericho's foot was on the rope. And um, once they were able to spot that, you know, the match was back on. And um, MJF lost. MJF lost. You know, uh, we've seen both factions kind of brawl. You know, and um, it wasn't really both factions. It was, I mean, it was just Warlow and Jack Hager. But, um, yeah. And then um, we've seen uh, CM Punk versus Darby Allen, where uh, CM Punk defeated Darby Allen in a phenomenal, phenomenal match. He got the Darby got the rub at the end by Sting and CM Punk. And even CM Punk and Sting giving each other the rub, like, yeah, this is actually happening, you know. After the match, and um, you know, I know people are upset. They're like, "Oh, Darby should have got the win." But man, CM Punk hasn't wrestled in seven years. You bring him back to a wrestling ring, and the first thing you do, you uh, squash him. Not squash him, but you give him a now. It doesn't hurt Darby <clears throat> for one bit that he um, that he loses to CM Punk actually makes him credible, and then um, you know if they want if they want to in the near future, what they can do is when it comes to you know um, maybe later on. CM Punk and Darby, they have another match. Um, not now, not anytime soon, but later on. And um, hopefully Darby can, you know, pick up the victory. Who knows? But yeah, you're not going to have CM Punk lose in his first first match in seven years and in Chicago. Yeah, that's, that's not happening. That won't happen. Um, but it was a very good match. Paul White versus QT Marshall with the factory. Um, Paul White won. It was really a, like a squash match. Then the main event had, then it was time for the main event. The AEW world title was on the line. Uh, Kenny Omega with Don Callis versus Impact Wrestling World Champion Christian Cage. And, uh, Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega won. Kenny Omega retained the championship. And, um... You know, it was a phenomenal match. It was great. It was great, people. You know, um, as uh, as uh, you know, this all happened. It was great, man. It was great, just from the simple fact that there was really no interference. Then after the match, you've seen the Young Bucks come out, the Good Brothers, you know, all the elite, they joined them. They joined them, all the elite. And then, you know, Kenny's talking about how, uh, how you know, nobody's going to beat them. The only people that could beat them are the retired or they're already dead. And then um, Adam Colt came to the ring. And as it looked like, as, as you know, that moment was happening and it looked like, um, it looked like they're possibly, possibly, 
Adam Cole's the next challenger. He joins the elite and he super kicks Jungle Boy. And then he hugs the Bucks and the Bucks give him a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> and then Kenny Omega says, I must send the crowd home happy without further ado. But here comes Brian Danielson's music. Um, and then, you know, he cleared the ring from the elite and uh, Jurassic Express and Christian helped. So it was, it was definitely great. And I, man, I tell you what, it was a great way. It was a very good way to end AEW All Out. Because, all right, you got, you got, um, let's say, right, you have, you would have had it end how that ended, right? Okay, it, that's fine. That's fine. Right? And, um, you could have had it that way, but it just would have never made sense if you would have had it that way. Because this is how I look at it, people. Because you're like, well, I thought, you know, we're going to get a return and maybe Kenny has a new challenger. And you just bring Adam Cole and he's going to join them, you know. Um, and then for Daniel, Brian Danielson to come out, it was like, this is what it is, you know. And I think it was always going to happen like this. But once it was clear that Adam Cole was a free agent, he didn't resign with WWE, AEW said, hold up, we can make history we can make this even more greater and that's why right now the state the state that pro wrestling's at it's it's just gonna get wilder it's gonna get wilder and uh this is this this was probably the best pay-per-view of the year not only for aew all out for for pro wrestling in general it just it has that that feel to it so, uh, it, de it definitely was pay-per-view of the year so far. You know, we're, we're in September, yeah, we're in September. We still got October, November, December, you know, WWE has a few pay-per-views left. Don't forget a big Survivor Series, um, AEW, I think they only have Revolution left, which is, uh, no like November 13th, I think they announced. And that's it, you know, um, but that one pay-per-view could change things because, like I said, I was going to talk about Bray Wyatt. Um, I think that's the perfect spot for him to make his debut. And I think that's really when his contract, uh, you know, is done with Bray Wyatt. And um, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys something. If AEW is able to bring in Bray Wyatt. My my God. The way the Dark Order is looking right now, I'm recording this on a Saturday at 1.50 in the afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, the way the Dark Order right now, the Dark Order can continue this, this downward spiral. We haven't seen Adam Hangman Page. Haven't seen him back yet. But let's just imagine this, right? I'm going to imagine this for a second. 
Adam Hangman Page comes back. Well, let's say Revolution or even before, before Revolution, he comes back, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, Adam, you left us. No, we we don't need you anymore. And by the way, we're broken, right? And, um, you know, they're, they're just trying to, you know, and then at Revolution, you have, you have some of the Dark Order against some of the other Dark Orders. And, um, and then... Let's say Adam Hangman Page's team beats that team. And then, you know, they're celebrating. They're like, you're out of the Dark Order. And then, lights turn off. Lights come back on. And it's Bray Wyatt. He takes out Hangman Hangman Adam Page. He takes him out. And then, all of the Dark Order reassemble again. And then maybe later on, maybe sometime next year or whatever, or maybe even maybe at the same night, you can have uh, Bo Dallas join the Dark Order as well. So uh, you can do a few things. People, you can do a few things with Bray Wyatt in in November, <clears throat> right? If they want to debut him there, maybe they debut him on AEW Dynamite or AEW Rampage. But I think the best thing to do is have Bray Wyatt show up at AEW Revolution, make his debut, start the Dark Order, unless you want to have him debut and um, he makes his mark on the Elite. You know, he goes after Kenny and them boys, or maybe he goes after Brian Danielson, uh, Adam, you know, well, Adam Cole's part of the Elite. Uh, who else? Maybe, maybe Jericho. Maybe MJF. I'm definitely excited to see what this Bray Wyatt could do, could do and can do in um, AEW. What the mic skills, the creativity that he has, you know, the, this is something that can be, uh, if it's utilized the right way, it, it, it could be great. It, man, it... It can be great, and um, yeah, I man, I would I would love to see it. I would love to see it. I think the best spot for Bray to go is um, is AEW. And I know, you know, Impact is interesting in signing him, but if if I if I had to choose, if I had to choose, it would have to be AEW. I'm sorry, and I I, lo- I looked it up and look at this. If, all right, so if Bray were to sign with Impact Wrestling, he'll likely make his uh, debut at Bound for Glory pay-per-view event next month. Now, if he signs with AEW, which is being held in Rochester, New York, September 29th edition of Dynamite, which is Brody Lee's home city, Okay. 
Home City, September 29th. Bray Wyatt could debut for AEW then. So that means at the end. At the end of this month. Bray Wyatt. Could make. His return to pro wrestling. We don't have to wait till November for AEW Revolution. It could happen as soon as three, three, three weeks from now. Yeah. Imagine that. I'm over here talking about November, talking about Revolution. This all could happen September 29th in the home of Brody Lee, where Bray Wyatt is declared... The leader of the Dark Order. My God. Hmm. Let's move on to Raw, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, we seen on Raw, it looked like it's going to be Randy versus Lashley at Extreme Rules. But it was announced last night that it's been moved to Raw. So I don't know what the deal is. We'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, we'll see. <sighs> tag team turmoil is amazing. It was amazing. Um, you know, they put a stop to it because they got attacked by uh, Mason T-Bar, you know, Mansoor and um, Ali. And the new day got attacked by, uh, by Mason T-Bar. And then um, Sheamus defeated McIntyre to earn... A United States title match. Um, you know, it kind of feels like Drew McIntyre's turning heel. I don't know what the deal is. Um, we'll eventually figure it out and find out. Um, and we'll see if, if he's turning heel or what. Um, and then Charlotte defeated Nia and Bliss. Sorry. Charlotte defeated Nia. And then um, it looks like we're getting Alexa Bliss versus Flair at... Um, Maybe at Extreme Rules, I would have to say. I would have to say. Um, Ripley and Nikki, they defeated Tamina and Natalia. Karrion Cross defeated John Morrison. Like I said, uh, Charlotte defeated Jax to retain the Royal Women's Championship. And then Reggie defeated Tozawa. Um, Re Reggie's very entertaining. I mean, a one-on-one -on -one match with him and our truth That'd be amazing. Like a full flesh match. Not no 24-7 segment. Just a, a regular match between the two, I think, would be very entertaining. And then no matter what member of the New Day, whether it's a tag team or, you know, it's Kofi in a gauntlet match or whatever, they are great at gauntlet turmoil matches. They, they, the fans really get behind them for this. And I always loved that about it. Um, the New Day, they, they eliminated all the teams except Styles and Omos. Um, and then uh, Lashley and MVP uh, defeated Styles and Omos. And they earned a, they earned a uh, Raw Tag Team title match. So maybe that will be at Extreme Rules instead of Lashley versus Orton. Who knows? Um, Raw, Raw was decent. I think the, since the turmoil, the tag team turmoil took over most of the show, 
it kind of helped it, which was very good. Um, you know, the Bliss and, and Charlotte whole situation, that's going to be very good. Um, Nia and Shayna are very odd. I don't know what the fuck is going on there, but it's something I, you know, I just give me a badass rivalry between those two. And let's just never talk about this again. The Randy Orton versus Bobby Lashley for WWE Championship. That's something that that I'll see every single year. Every single year, every single day, every single week. Does not matter. All right. um, Let's move on to NXT, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Kaylee Ray defeated Ember Moon. It was a great opening match. Kaylee Ray is a star, people. And if we can get Kaylee Ray versus Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship... That is truly going to be phenomenal. It's truly going to be great. Um, I love the wedding segments between Indy and, De- and Dexter Loomis, and um, they're going to be uh, they're going to supposedly get married next week. So we'll see what happens there. Um, we also seen um, Santos Escobar and and uh, Lejado's Fantasma by his side defeat Carmelo Hayes. It was a pretty good match. Um, but we also seen Hit Row say they're not done with Lejado de Fantasma yet. And then the Creed brothers defeated local competitors. Shirai and Stark defeated Katsunaro and Carter to retain the NXT Women Tag Team titles. Um, but the tag champs, they, they looked like they didn't have chemistry. They were just frustrated. They kind of didn't want to tag. And it was just like, Really? Like, are you guys really, like, doing this right now? You know, um, so it's going to be interesting to see how, um, what happens. It looks like they might be starting to, you know, trend, uh, trend towards losing the titles. Probably Shirai will go to the main roster. Um, yeah, yeah. That's what it, that's what it kind of looks like. It looks like Stark might stay. And NXT for a little longer. Um, Monette versus Gonzalez is next week. But it's going to be interesting to see if the Kodakai will interfere or will this be a straight up match. You know, um, I think, like I said, like I said last week, Raquel Gonzalez versus the Kodakai in a match is truly phenomenal. You know, it's something that I think we kind of all want. I mean, it'd be better if it happened at a takeover. And, I mean, it, there's no reason it can't. Maybe we get, like, a, you know, a little teaser of what they can and what they can't do um, next week. Um, and then Ying defeated Fury. Fury. Uh, and then we had uh, MSK defeat Danny Burch and only, only Lorcan. It was a great tag team match to end the show. And um, then we seen to end, what we really seen to end the show was Pete Dunne and Rich Holland turn on Birch and Lorcan. And then one of the fucking commentators, I know it wasn't Wade Barrett. He, he, the dude, he says, like, the commentators didn't say anything. All you hear is, oh. And I'm just like, I'm watching this. And I'm like, really? Oh, this is live television. You got one, one. You get one time. Pete Dunne and Rich Holland just 
turned, just turned on these guys. They're tag team partners. They turned because they failed them. And all you can say is, oh, I wanted to grab my television and just go through it and slap him a few times. Like, if this was AEW, if this was SmackDown, even Raw, they would have they been pushing the shit out of it. Like, oh my god. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to AEW Dynamite. Ladies and gentlemen, that is right, AEW Dynamite this week. Malachi Black defeated Dustin Rhodes. It was a great match, a very, very good match to open the show. You know, the turnbuckle um, was one of the things, you know, they were telling, you know, as uh, as they continued to fight because um, turn turnbuckle pad that came off. Um, Dustin Rose still got it, man. I, Oh, my God. Dustin Rose can still fucking wrestle. Like, he can still fucking wrestle, people. Like, I'm over, I'm over here watching him, and I'm just like, God damn, Dustin has not lost a fucking step, right? And I, I'm watching, I just... Like I said, I'm watching the fucking great fucking um fucking match. And um this ha- this is all happening and you know I, you know everything at the moment is just like wow, this this is great. This is truly great. And then um you know you, you got the storytelling. Like I said, the expo- exposed turnbuckle you got blood coming out of uh Dustin's mouth after the match and um Malachi Black took off took out Cody's boot from under the ring so that was another thing you know it, you know it, um it, it was good fucking storytelling you know and that's what it's been since um Malachi Black has came to AEW's has been perfect storytelling with him and the Rhodes family. You know, it's amazing, people. It's amazing. And then... Excuse me, people. Oh, my goodness. Um, The only thing I will say... That, that bothered me... The only thing that really bothered me was, you know, the finish of it. You know, it looked like Malachi Black really, like he hit like the shoulder of uh, Dustin Rhodes. And I was just like, fuck. That's the only thing. Like when when you're doing something like that, you got to hit him in the head. I mean, even if his, even if his, uh, Dustin's hands were covering him, you know, um, I just, I just wish it would have looked more devastating. I, I definitely do wish that. Um, and then it looks like, uh, we'll be getting a CM Punk and Team Taz, 
um, situation. You know, Taz says that CM Punk's been mentioning his guys on the radio and stuff like that. Taz does not like it. Says he does it again, there will be problems. CM Punk says, you can send me Starks. You can send me... You can send me anybody. Hobbs, it does not matter. Any of them. Send them all. Send them all, he he says. So we'll see what happens there. And, um... Brett Baker tells Soho, why don't you go back to catering catering where you have been the past four years, ladies and gentlemen. When she said that, the crowd popped, and I think everybody else did as well. It was truly, it was it was amazing. Like I said, Brett Baker has revolutionized herself, revolutionized the 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 business of uh women's wrestling. Right, and um, we definitely seen, you know, true true greatness, true greatness from Britt Baker. Hobbs defeated Dante Martin. Um, there's tensions between MJF and Warlow. You know, MJF says Warlow, you didn't help me at AEW all out, so stand in the corner. Let me deal deal with Brian. Pillman Jr. as MJF was fire on the mic, but Brian Pillman Jr. is churning slowly but surely churning up to the star AEW wants them to be, and I would imagine that he wants to be as well. So we had that. So very good. Um, it was a great segment from both guys. You know, we seen MJF uh, get the upper hand when he attacked the. Uh, when he attacked uh Brian Pillman Jr. Excuse me, when he attacked Brian Brian Pillman Jr. So uh yeah, I mean it's MJF, you know. He's usually most of the time will get the upper hand because he's just that diabolical. And Warlow didn't let his friend get beat up either, so uh yeah. Um Ruby Soho, she defeated Hater, Jamie Hater. Um, FTR, FTR is still here despite the you know the rumors of them leaving or um you know them dealing with injury, you know. So, I mean they're still here. So I I don't know what the deal is, you know, with that, with the whole FTR thing. But um, yeah, yeah, um. It's interesting. It is interesting. So we'll see what happens with FTR. Um, you know, the Pinnacle, they they defeated the, the Dark Order in the tag team match. And um, the Dark Order, like I said earlier, they're, they're still dis- dysfunctional. You know, um, God knows what's, what's next for these guys, what's going to happen next. Um, so... It's definitely a, a very interesting right now. But um, it'll just get more interesting as time goes, you know? Because like I said, people, now that I found those details about Bray Wyatt potentially, potentially that he can go to AEW, 
or impact by the end of this month, people, that's a game changer. That's a game changer. Like, do y'all know what that means? Like, my goodness. My goodness, people. Um, yeah, and then uh, it looks like maybe in the future we'll get Telly Blanchard versus uh, Sting. Um, hopefully they do perfect that in a way. Um, you know, they just don't let them go out there and do one-on-one. Maybe do, like, do a one-on-one match. Uh, I mean, you can. You just... Like what Bray Wyatt and John Cena did, what Sting and Darby did um, earlier this year, cinematic matches. You know, you could do something like that with Sting and Tully. Unless you do Sean Spears and Tully versus Sting and Darby, you could do that too. That'd be a safe bet to do though. Yeah. Um, Looks like we're getting Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega. That's right, you know, you get great promos from the Elite and the Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, all them guys. And uh it looks like we're getting Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega. Late people. Oh my god. I wish I wish certain people would understand what this means for the world, the state of pro wrestling, where we're gonna get in twenty twenty one. We're getting Dan. We're getting. I keep saying Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. Like that's something that unless a forbidden door, unless a forbidden door were was were to be broken, broken wide open between WWE and AEW. This is something we never thought could happen in a million years. And we are seeing it now. Adam Cole, there was always like that. Yes, this could happen because um, due to, you know, his girlfriends in, in, um, in AEW. And Adam Cole used to work with these guys. So, you know, you're like, yes, there's a possibility. But when it comes to freaking Brian Danielson... You always thought he would stay in WWE, and it just looks like... Well, not that it looks like, it just didn't happen. He wanted to do more. WWE really probably wasn't allowing him allowing him to. They were too overprotective of him. And he just said, you know what? I I can't be protected anymore. I want to go to... I want to go somewhere else. And I think that's where the New Japan Pro Wrestling deal comes in with WWE... You know, you, you you see the whole, you know, WWE is trying to work with New Japan Pro Wrestling and all that. I think that, that had Daniel Bryan was definitely looking into that as well. He was like, damn, I'd I love to stay in WWE and work with them. But Vince was probably a little too overprotective. And he um, Bryan Danielson just said, you know what, I'm going to go to another company where I can Break that forbidden door. I could work with other companies and you won't be so protective of me. So, you know, and Vince has done it all, whether it's Brian Danielson, whether it's Edge, Christian, you know, all these guys. He, he is way too overprotective sometimes. 
But for a good reason. For a good reason, people. Um, and then uh, we see Moxley defeat Minoru Suzuki. A great main event, great way to end the show. And Suzuki was bleeding from the eye. My goodness. Who's next to come from that forbidden door, though, to fight John Moxley? Because that's what John Moxley's doing right now. He's not the AEW World Champion no more. He's not trying to get it back. He's just any person that tries to walk in through that forbidden door and try to screw, screw John Moxley, he takes him on and he takes him out. As uh, he's also our defending GCW champion. So, <laughs> um, let's move on to SmackDown, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'll tell you what. You know, you open the show with Lillian Garcia. Obviously, you know, they were celebrating 9-11. Not celebrating, but remembering it. And then, um, you know, Roman Reigns comes out after. You know, Roman's like, acknowledge me. You know, and the fans acknowledge, the fans at Madison Square Garden acknowledged Roman Reigns. They realized that he is greatness. And this isn't the 2017, 2016, 2015 Roman Reigns. This is the 2020-2021 tw- going into 2022 great Roman Reigns that whenever he loses that Universal Championship, the fans better... I need to hear the fans say, Thank you, Roman. 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 I need to fucking hear it. I need to. I need to hear it because Roman Reigns deserves it. The the everything he has he has done since since joining, since returning at SummerSlam at the beginning of the Thunderdome era. Roman Reigns deserves to hear you deserve it. He does. He he truly deserves he deserves to hear that. He 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 deserves to hear that people. And he will. He will. In in due time he will he will be able to, you know, hear you deserve it. Well not you deserve it. Thank you, Roman. There you go. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. You know? So, uh, um, definitely hoping, definitely hoping, definitely excited. Hopefully we, we get that. We get that, you know, whenever, whenever that time comes. Where, you know, Roman drops the title to someone. We were able to appreciate what he did in the pandemic, in the Thunderdome era, and then now this era. Because Roman Reigns is truly greatness. Um, And I miss Pat McAfee on commentary. Brock Lesnar comes out, right? And he's like, if we ever have to, you know, fight aliens, I'm sending Brock Lesnar. You know, just great greatness and the pop when when Brock Lesnar's music hit the pop um he got was amazing 
And Roman versus Brock is going to be amazing, you know. Uh, who knew we needed that? Who knew? You know, Brock says, hey, hey, Paul, why didn't you tell Roman that you were going to be at uh, a SummerSlam? That I was going to be at SummerSlam. And, and Roman just look, Roman and the Usos look at Heyman like, what? You knew? You know, and it's, oh, man. And then it looks like Paul, you know, Roman and the Usos leave. Looks like Paul Paul Heyman's gonna stay with Brock, but then Brock's like, "You have five seconds to go to Roman. That one, I want a shot at that WWE Universal Championship." Paul doesn't go. Um, Heyman's about to get F five, and uh, Roman Roman and the Usos save him, but Brock clears house. Brock clears house, people. So it's going to be very interesting. And it's definitely going to be interesting to see whose side Paul Heyman is on. That's going to be very interesting to see whose side Paul Heyman will be on. Because, you know, Paul Heyman has been with Brock for over 10, 15, 20 years. Well, Roman, he's only been there a few, even though he has history with the family. It's going to be interesting to see who Paul Heyman will turn on. I mean, Paul Heyman did hint at the idea when when he started talking to Brock that why couldn't you basically why couldn't you go after Bobby Lashley's WWE Championship and I could manage you both, Roman as the Universal Champion, you as the WWE Champion. Why didn't you do it? You know, um, that's what we had. That's what we had, people. Um. Then you had Big E Boogs and Nakamura, the Mysterios defeat Rude, Ziggler, Cruz, and Otis. Um, and Sami Zayn. Uh Sami Zayn brought out Trey Young. And he straight goes. He was just taking all the booze from the fans. He even tried to take off Rey Mysterio's mask. Um and he even got thrown out. <laughs> and the fans loved that. Um and whose side is Paul Heyman on? Whose side is Paul Heyman on? Is he on Romans or he has on? Is he on Brock's? Does he want to be on both sides? Does he want to just be in the middle? It's, right now we just don't know. We don't know. We'll have to find out. I still think he will stay with Roman, but the twenty years of him managing Brock, uh, it scares you, people. It scares you. Um. I don't know how to feel about Belair and Blanche. I'm not interested. Maybe because what happened at SummerSlam, I'm just like, eh, whatever, you know. I mean, I I hate that I feel like that. You know, um, I do. I, I hate that I feel like that. But, you know, this is what happens when, you know, you get certain programs and stuff like that, you know. Um, man. I mean, hopefully, you know, hopefully the, the the Extreme Rules match is better than expected. You know, but we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see, people. We'll see. Um, and I'll tell you what, Big E is going with the briefcase. He keeps taunting. He keeps taunting freaking uh Paul Heyman with that briefcase and it, it's amazing you know you get closer to extreme rules and then because Roman said after I deal with Finn Balor I'll get Brock you know 
So uh, that was definitely amazing. He said that after the Street Profits defeated the Usos via DQ, so the Usos are still the SmackDown Tag Team Champions because um, uh, Roman took out the Street Profits. And then, um, then the Demon King returned. That's right. Finn Balor brought back the Demon King last night on Friday Night SmackDown to end the show. Just staring a hole at Roman, the Usos, and Paul Heyman. It was kind of funny, though, because he looks at the Usos. They back up. He looks at Heyman. He backs up. He kept looking at Roman, and Roman just stood there with him. It was like, I will... Basically, what Roman was basically telling Finn, you could bring the demon, you could bring back the prince. It doesn't matter who you bring. I will destroy you. And I wish this wasn't the case because I would love for the demon to win the champion the championship. But I mean I, I get it in a way. I do. Don't um don't get me wrong, but I just man. It's going it's gonna be interesting. Extreme rules is definitely definitely gonna be interesting to see how um how that all works out, you know, with the the demon and, and Roman Reigns. Definitely going to be interesting. Um, and also, uh, Rollins defeated Edge. Um, and after the match, Edge got pulled out in the stretcher. Um, it looked, you know, a lot of kicks to the head and the curb stomp to win. Um you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, this could be a hiatus. It could. It could be a hiatus, and maybe they have another ma- the trilogy match later on in the future. Or this could also be a uh, you're setting up a uh, a stretcher match at Extreme Rules. You could have that as well. They hate each other so much, and they're, they're just the only way they'll be able to go their separate ways is in a stretcher match. So... There you go. There you go, people. So SmackDown was great. SmackDown was great, people. It was a great show this week. It was the best show of the week, to be honest. Um, And then you had AEW Rampage. If you don't include AEW All Out. (laughs) Then we had AEW Rampage. uh, Andrade defeated Pac. With help from Chavo, it was a great match. A great way to open up the show. Um, AEW, uh, Rampage is definitely underrated for it to only be just one hour, you know, you get one hour and, and, you know, that's it. You just one hour and, um, of, you know, really a quick show and all that good stuff. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's just, it's it's interesting. I really I really do enjoy um You know, I really do enjoy like when what AEW is doing with, with Rampage. I do I do enjoy it. Um but the uh Andrade he turned on Chavo. He fa- he found out that that um Chavo was the re- he attacked Pac while referee wasn't looking and gave Andrade the victory. And Andrade didn't like that. He wants to do it on his own. So he turned on Chavo. Then Pac, Pena, and um, Phoenix attacked Chavo. 
Um, so it looks like travel will no longer either either go on a hiatus or it's kind of, you know, it's just a few appearances for travel. Maybe something came up, you know. So it looks like uh, somebody else might have to be his manager. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, and I don't think it could be Vicky because that would look weird. You know, Vicky's still a Guerrero. So it would be like, you know, is Vicky really okay with just being like, yeah, you did that at Chavo. It's okay. I doubt it. Um... Sean Spears took out Darby Allen as Tully was a distracting Sting as Sting was like, why wait for me and you to go, Tully? Let's go right now on uh, in Cincinnati at AEW Rampage. But yeah, that's what happened. Um, Brian Danielson isn't AEW because everyone is hungry. And Adam Cole is there because he trusts the elite. Ruby Soho, Statlander, and Rio defeated Rebel, Baker, and Hayter. And September 22nd, AEW Dynamite Grand Slam, one of them special uh, occasion uh, AEW Dynamites like NXT has as well. Um, it'll be Cody Rhodes will return to take on Malachi Black. And Pri Brian Pillman Jr. defeated Max Caster. Um, and then Moxley saved Pillman from an attack from Caster and Ogogo. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was AEW Rampage. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about who went up and who went down this week. Ladies and gentlemen, who went up this week would be who went up this week would have to be AEW, you know, bringing in um Adam Cole and uh you know, um Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryant. Let me get this right. Daniel Daniel, no, Brian Danielson for bringing them guys in and, and Ruby Soho and how just how they did everything was just so, so beautiful. And who went down this week would be nobody else. Nobody. I'm giving two ups this week because the state of pro wrestling right now is the best it has been in years. This is truly amazing. WWE has competition. Not only that, but the the, the world of pro wrestling is better than it's ever been ever people it don't get better than this it just it it doesn't so nobody goes down this week pro pro wrestling wins all around all right and then show of the week if it wasn't for aew all out i would have given it to smackdown obviously raw is not gonna win it nxt did very good this week but the commentator just saying oh to end the show when when uh Pete Dunn and uh Rich Holland are taking out Oni Lorcan. Well turning on Ori Lorcan and Danny Birch really uh bothers me. Um so I can't give it an NXT. AEW Dynamite was was pretty good this week. Um very good I have to say. Rampage was good as well. SmackDown was great. When I look at SmackDown, AEW Dynamite, AEW All Out, um, if I had to put rankings, I would have to say AEW All Out number one, number two would be SmackDown, number three would be uh, Dynamite, number four would be Raw, and then number five would be Rampage. But um, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to give it to uh, AEW All Out. You know, um, it, I know a lot of people, oh, but it happened. It kind of did.
Because last time I did the podcast, I was just predicting AEW All Out. I wasn't talking about the results. That's what I did this week. I talked about the results of AEW All Out. And this is what I've came up with. So, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. Um, Another week of pro wrestling talk. Ladies and gentlemen, I will be back next week to talk about more about pro wrestling. No pay-per-views, so just the regular, you know. You know, you got Raw, SmackDown, uh, NXT, AEW Rampage, and AEW Dynamite. Another week of pro wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Mark Cologne on the Mark Cologne Wrestling Podcast. That's right. Husband, father, three. Wow, I fucked that up, didn't I, people? Let's try this again. Husband, father, three, two, one, podcaster. This is the Mark Cologne on the Mark Cologne Pro Wrestling Podcast. And I will see you guys next week. Goodbye.